You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. This episode of Baking to the Bee Movies is brought to you by Nobody but it could have been brought to you by David Lynch. This guy does it all. Writing, directing, investigating a murder committed by a monkey, editing, sound design, painting, bartending on The Cleveland Show, giving you the daily number, and keeping Laura Dern's career going. Baking to the B movies. I don't know why I laugh every time. I feel like you look at you look at me. I look at and you. And then I just like smirk. And I just start and laughing. And you're just like, welcome to Baking to the B movies. <laughs> yeah. Crusty, crusty the glass. Crusty the glass. Welcome back to Baking to the B movies. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you all so much for being with us today. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big day. It's a big, important episode for us today. It is. Um, it is. Yes. Before we get into the reasons why, which some of you might already know if you listened to the last episode because we we mentioned it, but yeah. you know, before we before we get into all of that noise, um, be sure to like and subscribe. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the B Movies and Twitter at Baking to B Movies. We will have TikTok by 2024. By the time, really? yeah, that at that oh, point it'll stop. TikTok. Yeah, at that point it'll stop being cool. So, oh, so we can we can take it over. It'll be great. Jump on it, fantastic. <laughs> um, Steph, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Um, I am ready for the summer. Me too. Like, so hard. Do you have anything planned for summer? Like, any trips or anything? I, or? we don't go anywhere. Um, we have the animals to take care of, so yeah. we don't really have a chance. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would like to at some point, yeah. but right now it's just not in the cards, and I'm okay with that for yeah. the most part, you know? But you can do things around, like cookouts and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like, you know, going away for stuff. Yeah. You know, like we'll go like somewhere for like a day and things like that, but nothing extensive. Yeah. I'm going to, I, I think uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going up to Rye, New Hampshire for mm-hmm. 
for a few days. I, I've grown to, when I was growing up, Hampton Beach was like the place to be. Right. Um, and Portsmouth was like a little too ritzy at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now that I'm older, I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that Hampton Beach is disgusting. It's so gross. It's so now, gross. It's, it's so vile. gross. It's vile. Yeah. It's just, it's a breeding ground of just the worst people yeah. in, in wife beaters that you don't want to be <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. And then, and then Portsmouth is like a little bit more like chill now like yeah. and and you can go up there and have it but rye is fan it's like the in-between point between the two yeah and there's like my favorite taco stand and tiki bar just opened Ooh, up for the I season love a good taco stand. oh man i gotta bring you up there like one of these days mm-hmm. we'll like leave andy and all the animals at the house i'll bring you to rye i'll take you to my taco stand it's called kooks and it's off of uh i forgot the road that connects hampton to it's like one of those whatever road. Yeah, that yeah. road it like goes along the coast you get like the views yeah. of the mansions and the yeah. ocean and the beach is right across from it, but they make amazing tacos. They make smoothie bowls. They make really good tiki drinks. Their tiki, their tiki mugs have butts on them. Nice. Like, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been thinking about asking Andy if we could go to the beach at some point, just because it's been a long time since I've yeah. been to an actual beach. But the last time I've been to an actual beach, it's like just crowded, yeah. full of people, children. Um, <laughs> So I don't really enjoy it. The listeners couldn't see your face just now, but it was great. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you could hear it as I said it, but um, yeah. I mean, the last time I was just like, "Good, so crowded." Such an old lady. I mean, that's and I'm like, I just want to go to a beach and just relax and not hear like, yeah, you know. No, I totally get, and that's that's part of the reason why I like Rye so much is that Rye Rye's a little bit more spaced out. There's not as many people as Hampton. Yeah, because Hampton Hampton has Hampton has the boardwalk and. Yeah, I think the last time I went to a beach was like Orchard. Uh, oh, Old Orchard Old Beach. Old Orchard yeah. Beach. Old and Orchard Beach. Is obviously, amazing. that's like that's a, a whole hall. different thing. That's a hall, but it's, it's a it's, hike. It's but beautiful up there. It's, yeah, I mean, they have like the carnival and the arcade, and I think we spent most of the time in the arcade. I was gonna say they got they but, got ski ball and the wooden roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, but we were up, we were up there randomly. This is before we before we got married, I think. So before we moved and had all these responsibilities, um, we ended up in Portland because. There, there's a cryptozoology museum <laughs> up there, and I was like, "Let's go!" and I wanted to go on my, and we were on vacation, so we did, and um, it was like a 20 minute walk through, <laughs> and it was basically just some guys like collection of like Bigfoot stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of goofy and overpriced for what it was, but it was something to do and to get you know out of the house and. And I there can't was also shit. the uh, I, I, I right. love that. I go to the Ouija board museum in Salem all the time. <laughs> nice. Um, and then we uh, there was the fermentorium that's oh, up nice. there, okay. which is super fun because you know obviously you know we do our mead and yeah. ferment a lot of stuff. Um, so that was super interesting. And uh, then we just ended up in Old Orchard randomly. So we're like, so you want to get a hotel room and just stay? <laughs> we're like, okay. And then, you know, we did. And we got a free bottle of wine for some reason. Not oh, sure nice. why. Um, and then uh, we just went out to the boardwalk and just ate at the the pier there, whatever restaurant that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know out. the name, but I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, I literally think it's called The Pier, maybe. It's, or at, something the, it's similar. at the very end but of the pier. Yeah. At, it's actually on the pier. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in, like, the arcade and just going around that stuff and walking up and down, you know, the, the fun, cute little shops. And it's, it's funny. I was, like I was saying in the last episode, I, I, at 
when we recorded the last episode, I was just coming off of a trip to San Diego. Yeah. And there's a beach in San Diego that I really love, or I, I used to really love it. It's kind of, it's, it's slowly but surely turning into Hampton Beach in the terms of like just grossness. Like it's just, That's it's so sad. Man. It is. It's, it's Ocean Beach and it's like, like straight out of like 1960s, 1970s. It's got like all the little surf shops. Yeah. The, the boardwalk, like, the, well, the pier is, it's super long, goes out over the ocean, just goes on forever. It's like a huge boardwalk pier thing. Yeah. And it's amazing. And like all the, all the surfers and the artists and stuff hang out there, but it's just every time I've been back, um, regardless of what time I've been there super early in the morning, I've gone there like at night. It's, it's just, it's dirty now. It's just, it's not cared for at all. And I used to say it's like my, my favorite beach, but when I compare it to like the pier at Old Orchard Beach in Maine, like that beach is pristine. At least it was the last time that I was there. It was like super clean, it's super clean, cared yeah. for. I'm, I'll probably like they, they still take care of it. Yeah, you know they have to. Yeah, I'm probably gonna head up there at some point this summer. Yeah. I haven't been since uh, I think the summer before, summer before the pandemic, or even the summer before that. It's been it's been a few years because it just it takes so long for me to get there because um, I live a little bit further away. But I really would like to go back. It's yeah, it's, I, I, I mean it's the not beach. too bad. It's like. I want to say maybe three hours from here. Yeah, I love the beach, man. That's like my yeah, favorite. It's like I, my my favorite place to go. I'm yeah, always at peace at the like, ocean. Right, and I've been trying to convince Andy to let me buy a <laughs> surf rod yeah. so we could go, like, surf fishing. Okay. So right. <laughs> he's, I mean, I don't think he's opposed to it, but it's a matter of us getting there, which yeah. is like, oh, it's kind of a fire and drive, and nobody likes to be in the car that long. But it would be super fun to try and, like, catch sharks. That's all I'm saying. A gunquit. If, I was going to say, I think a gunquit is like a little a bit closer, quit. but a gunquit's really nice, a too. A gunquit's only two hours. I yeah. love a gunquit. A gunquit's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, that's the thing. is like, if I could just live somewhere where I can, where I have access to the ocean year-round, and I mean, that's not Technically, to say... Technically, you do, I actually. do, but, you like... You live on a coastal state. It's true. But, like, <laughs> if I if I had access to, like, a beach in, like, warm weather year-round that I could actually, like, go, uh, go, to go in the ocean and, enjoy it, and yeah. not, not have to wear, like, 800 layers or, like, a, <laughs> yeah. a parka, um, you okay. know, snow boots. Um, yeah. If I, if I could, like, find... And the thing is, California is, like, really the... They have all the beaches that I love, but you can't afford to live there. It's crazy. No, it's insane. And now the beaches are all... Not all of them, but, like, ocean beaches is just so gross now. It's just so uncared for. It's disgusting. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just long story short, very excited, very excited to go up to Rye. <laughs> yeah, you should probably hit like the the North Shore. Go to Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucester, Ipswich. Gloucester's nice. They're like singing... they're beautiful, beautiful beaches, but but nobody goes there because they're not like. They're like actual beaches with like rocks and stuff. Yeah, so not just there's like not straight there's up not sand. Like, yeah, there's not like tourists coming in, yeah. or not even tourists, but local people coming in. We used to and just to, uh, park in there like all weekend long. Yeah, Sean so it's and pretty I. Empty. Sean and I used to go to Singing Beach at Manchester by the Sea because it was yeah. close to where he lives. Yeah, and um, I haven't been there since before the pandemic, but yeah. that that's a beautiful. And what's great about it is that you can go like super far off of the main road because the road has like it's like a barricade that prevents cars from going up onto the beach. Yeah, and one of the last times we were there we were there legit from like eight in the morning until like 11 o'clock at night mm. and we, we you know left the beach to go get food and stuff right. but because there's like all these little restaurants and everything but I just remember like 11 o'clock at night you could still go on the beach it was frowned upon but you could as long as you were quiet and yeah. I just remember the cops couldn't bring their cruiser onto the sand <laughs> so we were just like super far off like, like hey! <laughs> and they couldn't do jack shit about it right. it was so funny um nice so 
when I said that today is a special episode, I meant that it is our season finale. We are now closing closing the chapter on season three, and what a season it's been. And <laughs> tell yeah, me how you feel. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll it's revisit that. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Talk a little about bit our later. favorite episodes. Right. <laughs> Be super nerdy about it. But it's just it, I think it's great because like our our seasons are essentially I, I think our first season was like eight episodes. We kept it kind of small just to see if this was something that not only could we pull off but did we actually enjoy it. Right. Um, and when we ended up really enjoying it, and it was like, oh, this is actually like easier than we thought, thought it was, it was gonna, gonna be. be. Yeah. Then as... season two had ten episodes. This season has ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Future season we'll have 10 episodes um this is something i i wish we could do just like all the time like me too but we have we work you have a, you have a farm you're taking care of <laughs> yeah. i've i travel all over right. the place like so, and on top of 40 hour week jobs exactly we both work full time so. and we do all these other side hustle things that we got going on yeah so every once in a while it's it's nice to take like a month off or a month or two just a few weeks just to like focus on other things be able to breathe be able to breathe and not have to worry about production and scheduling and sitting down to watch really bad movies um which speaking of i feel like that's a good transition into the movie that we're going to talk about today but you're going to anger some people on this i know depending on who whoever listens to this you very very well may anger you're going to have a new co-host in season four because i'm (laughs) i'm going to get murdered someone's going to murder me right um before we get into this movie though which um andy has chosen our producer andy chose this Mm, one for our finale yeah we're gonna stop me like i knew what i was getting into when he said this and i'm like okay sure i wasn't gonna argue I'm like, that's one, that's, you know, the ultimate B-movie, low-budget movie, you yeah. know? But, be- but <laughs> he's got a very distinct taste in the movies he enjoys watching. He does, and I feel like that taste involves punishing me. Um, <laughs> so that being said, before we get into the movie, I, I do just want to rewind real quick because you had made a really great recipe for our last our last episode, which was the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie, <laughs> available wherever you get your podcast. Um, <laughs> so you had made hot honey shrimp. Yes. And I just want to say that it was fantastic, as it always. I mean, everything you make is so good. <laughs> you know, I'm like one of these days it's going to be like, so you made this and it was garbage. <laughs> I got food poisoning. Like I was so sick for like a week. <laughs> No, it was it was really good. We we both kind of agreed off air that maybe it could have used a little bit more of the hot honey. Yeah, um, it was a little light on the hot honey for some reason. It didn't look like it was. I think it got, I think it got like baked in, and yeah. and maybe like when when you took it out of the oven, maybe like another brush of it, like as it was could have helped as it was yeah. cooling. It might have spiced it up a little bit more. But yeah. it was, I really, it was still I mean, tasty. it was delicious. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, um, it was very mild though. Yeah, I would I, liked it to be a little bit less mild. Yeah, I like to feel just a little teeny tiny bit of pain when I eat something that's <laughs> supposed to be hot. Yeah, I, I mean it would have been, but we were like so like scared to like add more the, stuff in. It's the inner BDSM part of me that's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like I like a little pain with my pleasure. Right, right. <laughs> a little pain with my pleasure. She says, um, "Wow." And, and well, and, on that note, <laughs> you can catch Ashley actually on her new podcast. BDSM baking to the B- to, bake, BDSM to the B movies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or baking to BDSM. <laughs> Which is, I don't know what's worse. All right. Oh, this is my this is my cue to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. Make a killing. Um, <laughs> 
Maybe then I could live in California. Maybe. Um, you also prepared today's dish, which we're not going to talk about just yet. We're going to talk yeah. about later on. But um, yeah, you did. You did some some heavy lifting. You've done the past few episodes. So heavy. next season, I have a lot to make up for. Which. <laughs> or your we, mom has a lot to make up for. My mom. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. <laughs> mom. Um, <laughs> she's gonna kill me. Right. Um. So. Before we get into the recipe, before we do like a quick recap of this season and reflect on season three, <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to tell the audience what movie Andy has chosen for us today? Because I'm just, when I came in here and you saw the look on my face, I think you knew how this was going to go. <laughs> so I was waiting for you to text me yesterday to be like, stuff. what the hell? And I've, again, I've seen this movie, and he has a very distinct taste in movies. He really likes, like, surrealist, artsy films, if y'all know where I'm going with this. But we today are going to try and attempt to make any sense out of Mr. David Lynch's first movie, first full feature-length movie. Mm -hmm. He's had shorts, obviously, before this. Eraserhead. Uh, part of the Criterion Collection. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, it's a nice. 19- like this is revered. This movie is literally have theses written on them from film students. I would film. Uh, I mean, I would fail my film student. <laughs> Your film class. My film so class. hard. Um, this is a 1977 movie coming in at an hour and 29 minutes, um, oh, no. which is about an hour and 28 minutes too long. <laughs> Um, Ashley, and, and just—I mean, everybody's got their opinions. And Actually, this to, movie is good for an open metaphor. So, if you really want to get existential, do you want to know why I didn't text you after I watched it? Because I've never seen this before. Right, this is my first time watching it. Please. I was like, I was like, oh, David Lynch, like Twin Peaks. Okay, right, like, yeah, right. I'll check it out. Okay. Oh, it's his first movie. Sure. The the reason that I did not text you was because I finished the movie. Went into my kitchen, got a bottle of gin, and promptly made myself a very strong drink to get the taste out of my mouth of how bad this was. This was... I was drinking gin yesterday too while I, I was watching big, this movie. I fucking love gin. Oh my god, I love it. I'm a big. I'm on a big gin kick right also, now. Also, great summer drink. It's very fresh, very crisp, uh, very refreshing, very crisp, and very light. I think that we should be sponsored by Empress Gin because that's my favorite. <laughs> Empress, not Aviator Gin, Ryan Reynolds Gin. Like Ryan <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's get into the cast Empress on this one. <laughs> Empress. Um, it's Take your right all the way. It's bright Anyways, purple. Anyways, that, that shouldn't be. You shouldn't be drinking that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so let's. I mean, if you want to just go right into whatever. I mean, we have, well, we have literally nothing going on with this. Well, there's tons of stuff going on with this movie, but as far as you know. Trying to explain it, it's not gonna happen. But we have a few people that are in it that are worth mentioning. Uh, Jack yes. Nance, yeah, uh, Jack Fisk, yeah, Charlotte Stewart, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 um, uh, Laurel Near, yeah, she's it's, the it's lady a, in the radiator. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a small cast, Judith, um, Judith and Anna Roberts. That was the girl across the hallway. Yeah, it's a it's a small cast. Um, not you know not too many names that I recognize from really anything else. I'm sure they've done other. They've things. They've done other like Lynch movies. Oh, and... Fucking course they have. Oh um... shut up! Jack Nance <laughs> was in Dune. Oh that's well yeah the eighty four Dune yeah not the Ghoulies not the Timothy Chalamet no Ch- not that one Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, he's French Zendaya uh, Zendaya <laughs> Blue Velvet the Blob. 
Twin Peaks, Firewalk with me. Yeah. Charlotte Stewart was in Tremors. Of course. The Slums of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Um, um, Judith Anna, Ro- Anna Roberts was in Dead Silence. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, Jack Fisk was in Mulholland Drive and The Revenant. So, these are pretty big hitters right there. Some pretty big movies is all I'm saying. I did like The Revenant. Well, but... I don't know about Dead Silence, but... <laughs> um, but she was also in Orange is the New Black. Okay. And also, like, an episode of Law and Order, because... Of course. Yeah, Every, I mean, you got to have that on your resume. I was going to say, you you are, not a, you are not an actor or an actress until you've appeared on at least one episode of Law and Order yeah. or SVU. Yeah, I would I would personally like to appear in SVU. <laughs> All right, I'll so, a, yeah, so that's, so that's the whole cast. It's literally five people. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's, it's very short, nice and short. So, let's just... You want to just go... Let's just get into it. You just it. want to get into it? So... Ugh, okay. Um, so this movie starts with... <laughs> please explain, Ashley. I would love to hear your explanation. It starts with Patrick Mahomes' haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he had the Kramer before Kramer was Kramer, right? I just, as soon as he popped up on my screen, I was like, like well, oh. that's where Patrick Mahomes got it. <laughs> Yeah, so he's kind of like, you know, floating in space for 20 minutes for uh, not an on a substantial amount of time. Um and this is this is uh Jack Nance's character. This is Henry. Henry Spencer. Henry Spencer. Yeah, and then like this spermatozoan thing comes out of his mouth floating through space. Mm-hmm. There's a guy pulling levers. That's, that's like That's the man in the planet. Okay. Literally credited as the man in the planet. So this guy's pulling... Not on the planet, in the planet. In the planet. He's within the planet pulling levers, controlling... Something. Something. I don't space. know. God damn, man. This is going to be fucking brutal. Oh, this is um, I feel like we give David Lynch way too much credit for... for no <laughs> way. He's like, he's like a contemporary genius. Well, so they say. Um, like so anyways... I feel so, like we're being very generous with the word genius. Well, I'm just saying, there's a lot about this movie that it's supposedly really good. Okay. But it's a, sur- it's a surrealist horror. Body horror, too. So. So. Anyway, so let's skip the whole space thing. So, we're done with the space so thing. So we're done with the first 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour and 10 minutes to go. Um, <laughs> so so uh, Henry Spencer is making his way home with a sad bag of groceries. I don't even know why he's carrying it. He's got like two things in it that easily could have fit in his pockets. But he's carrying a bag of groceries back to... His home. His home. Uh, he lives in an apartment building in what appear to be slums. It's like this fucking Yeah, weird... it's kind of like this industrial landscape type of thing. Um, and also, it's shot in black and white, so let's not forget that. Yes, yeah, so it's, that's super it's black and white, and the lighting, I don't know if it's just my TV, but it was kind of hard to see certain things at certain points. It was very dark. So, when it comes to black and white movies, you're not playing with color at that point. Now you're playing with lights and shadows. Yeah. So, if you're if it's done properly... From what I understand, as far as why people do things in black and white now, yeah. anyway, um, it is for like an artistic bent. And now, instead of playing with color, you're playing with whatever else. <laughs> so, so Henry. But a lot of it is dark. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dark movie. Um, so Henry makes his way back to his apartment, which is a, a shithole to be. <laughs> it's, um, it's to say it lightly. It's it's a fucking studio with. You know, a, a bed, a, bed a, a radiator, a dresser, a radio, a radio, and like a teeny tiny window. Um, 
And I feel like even that shitty apartment would still go for like thirty five hundred in today's market. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> Easily thirty five hundred. That's nothing. You mean like a hundred and thirty five? Nope. Still stupid. Nope. I mean like for half rent. a half a million. Oh, for rent. For oh, rent. for rent. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Just my I'm opinion. like I'm like I'm just gonna. It's very it's it's not. It's my apartment. It's I was gonna say it's basically my apartment in, in, <laughs> in terms of the fact that it's not maintained at all by my landlord and like all right, <laughs> all right. So um, so yeah, he walks home with this bag of groceries. It goes into his his go. He's going through the hallway. Yeah. And did you notice when he gets into the elevator, it takes like 10 minutes for that shit to close? Oh my god, yeah, he's just standing there. I'm like, there's a button that you can hit to close the fucking door. <laughs> um, yeah. So. so he goes upstairs and he's in this hallway going to his his apartment, yeah. his shitty apartment. And then the beautiful lady down the hallway or across the hall. She was directly know. across from him. Across from him. Um, she comes out to first of all confirm who like his name. Yeah. Because apparently she took a call for from like a payphone or something for him. Or, yeah. Or someone called for him. I don't fucking know. His girlfriend. Yeah, and Mary. it's yeah, it's his girlfriend Mary, and uh, he has been invited to dinner mm-hmm. that night. And he's just, like, like, his whole, like, posture and, like, the way that he talks and, like, walks is so, it's like... very weird and awkward so weird and strange. It's so weird and awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Well, that's what he's supposed to be acting. Like, that's his direction. He's doing it the way he's supposed to be doing it. I just... Oh, okay. So... <sighs> so anyway, so, he's, yeah. He's, he's invited to dinner to he's, his girlfriend's family's house or some crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when he's in his apartment before he goes to dinner... His apartment's like overgrown with like moss and shit. I don't. Right? It's like that. I don't know what what's going on with that. All I could think of was like the Easter grass from <laughs> Children of the Corn. Yeah, <laughs> but it was black and white, so it you could be tell, anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like moss that was like like there's Something like, like some sort of yeah some and, sort of substrate of some kind. And he's got a fascination with his radiator. Yeah, um, which is loud and annoying. Uh, the whole movie's sound is just weird to me. Like, the sound is just fucking off The biggest thing about this movie is the sound design, by it's the way. It's just so off Like, it's supposed to basically make you feel like you're in a dream. Yeah. Didn't didn't enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah, um, a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, a fucking nightmare. Um, thank God I didn't have to pay to watch this. Um, <laughs> I would have been furious. Um, so... <laughs> so Henry, Henry makes his way over to Mary's house. And she also lives in... The slum. She lives in a, a tiny house in this, like, weird, uh, you know, industrial yeah, wasteland, wasteland scape. Like, it's yeah. so weird. Um, and, you know, she she kind of, like, catches a glimpse of him approaching the house. Um, there's dogs barking nearby. He's just, like, hanging out outside until she, like, comes out to, to get him. And he calls her out for, like, not calling him. Like, it, it, you know, she was there, and then she just left, and he hasn't seen or heard from her since. Up until she has invited him to dinner, so mm-hmm. it's very—it's a very strange, it's a strange relationship. But yeah. they—they're still like a couple, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, so he goes into the house and he meets her mother, mm-hmm. um, and we get—I, I, okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take this step just, by step, moment by moment. Um, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. He he sits on the couch, moment by moment. Yeah. Um, he sits on the couch and he's he's getting to know Mary's mother. Yes. Who's uh, very stern with him. She yes. 
you can tell, like, you get the impression that she doesn't particularly care for him. Yeah. She's just asking him the standard questions, like, what do you do? Yep. And, like, you know, my, my daughter says you're a nice guy. And the daughter, like, has, like, a fucking seizure or something. I don't know what was going on in that couch where she's, like, tweaking the she fuck out. She starts tweaking out, She starts yeah. tweaking out. And the mother, like, calms her down. Yeah. And it's never mentioned. <laughs> like, no. Never mentioned. Like, just, it's just the weirdest, like, what is happening? Like, what is this? Yeah. Um, Mary's father yep. comes home. <laughs> and... And he's... He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed really friendly and yeah. cordial. And he's asking, like, Henry what he does. And, you know, same same kind yeah, of line of questioning, small, just nicer. Yeah, small talk. And and then he's, like, raising his voice because he's mad about something. But the, <laughs> but the sound gets a little cut out. And, um... So... <laughs> Keep going. So Henry... I'm just, you know, watching this train wreck happen. So Henry, Henry sits down at the dinner table uh, with Mary sitting across from him and the mother goes into the kitchen where she's like finishing like a salad or something. Yeah, her mother was sitting there. Yeah, and the grandmother's Can't, like get a tonic. Yeah. Just, like with a salad in her lap. Yeah, and the mother the, like the mother tosses the salad on the stove and then like puts the salad in the grandmother's lap and uses the grandmother's hands to toss the salad a little bit more. And then like puts a cigarette in the grandmother's mouth and just lights it and like leaves her there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, so that's that. Um, <laughs> so they go out to the dinner table, and the father is asking him to cut the chicken. Yeah, like so he they made like these, mini chickens. Like yeah, they had these chickens chicken that were things. like tiny, tiny, tiny chickens. Yeah, like smaller than the Cornish game hens. Yeah, and Spencer there, Henry Spencer, is like, yeah, okay, and he's like, so I just carve it like a normal chicken. Because he's like, like yep. oh, yep, 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 yep. So, anyways, he starts doing that, and now the chicken is like moving. Yeah. It's like the legs are like moving up they're and down ki- they're and They're kicking writhing. up and down. And, <laughs> and, and he like, <laughs> he cuts it. It's bleeding. It starts bleeding like crazy. And then the mother, <laughs> like what? The mother's like, I, I don't know. Is she having like an orgasm across the table? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is so, going on. I don't understand what's happening. I'm yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so she starts like. Convulsing. Convulsing almost. She does calm down though. Yeah. Um, when she calms down, she's Spencer. There, Henry is cornered by the mother, who then tries to like kiss him. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, if you put a rotisserie chicken in front of me, I might have an orgasm myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair do you enough. Love, do you love my rotisserie chickens? Um, so, <laughs> well, well, before she corners him. And it's one of the most unsettling, like, I will say, like, in terms of, like, um, just unsettling shit, this movie is filled with it. But, like, it's the mother I, the mother goes into the kitchen, and Mary, who's, like, been teary-eyed this entire fucking time, follows the mother into the kitchen, and she leaves the father and Henry at the table. Yeah. And the father's just got, like, this big shit-eating grin while he's staring. <laughs> he's just staring at he's him, just, just staring, smiling. smiling. <laughs> and, it's ta- and it's, like, two minutes Yes. It's like two minutes it's of, of very, just very long silence time. and a chicken writhing on the table and the father just staring at him with this big smile until the women come back in the room. And the mother asks Henry if she can speak to him in, in, a, in the like, in living the other room. room. Yeah, there's a, there's a dog that has puppies like all over it, like <laughs> trying to nurse. It, it's, it's so unsettling. And he goes in the living room and she does. She, well, she's asking him if him and Mary have had sexual intercourse that's like what how she words that's it, how ver- she words it yeah. verbatim is yeah. sexual intercourse and he's 
very uncomfortable. He does not want yes, to answer this question. He He's like, well, you know, we've been together for a very well. I love her very much or something to that extent. And she's like, that's not what I asked. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and she just keeps like pressing one. And she's like, you know, you need to tell me because like, I, I know, like if you, if you lie to me, I'm going to know. Yeah. And, and he doesn't want to answer the question. And then, and then like you said, she tries to kiss him. I don't, yeah. It's so weird. And then Mary comes in and like pulls the mother off, but like doesn't say shit about like what the fuck she just walked yeah, in on. Yeah, what's going on. Um, but the mother lets it slip that Mary has had a baby. Right. Which is why I'm assuming she hasn't been in contact with Henry, why he hasn't seen her. Right. Why he thought she just up and left. It's because she had a baby. But Mary doesn't necessarily know if what she bore was a child. Yeah, she's like, I don't even know if it was a baby. Yeah. And the mother's like, it was premature. It was premature and this and that, but it's definitely a baby. Yeah, and she's like, and you two are going to get married, and then you're going to go pick up the baby. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, is that is that how that works? Like, you just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe. I don't know. Um. All right, so fast forward. Yes, yeah, so fast forward. They are now living together in Henry's shitty apartment. Tiny par- apartment, yeah. So it's him, Mary, and this fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's gross. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Body I- horror at its best. Yeah. At its peak. It's like a weird... It looks like a chicken. It looks like a goat. It, it looks like a like chicken a- goat. It's got like... It's got like goat... Like a goat face. Like its face is like elongated like yeah. a goat, you know? It's got a very long neck and it's, it's like... swaddled sw- in like bandages or something. Yeah, it's and it's very got like, tightly so swaddled. So like a snake-like almost face. Yeah. Um, and... It's very gross. It's super gross. <laughs> and it's it's like Mary's trying to feed it and like obviously she's not breastfeeding that goddamn thing. Like, <laughs> no, she is they, not. Like she knows, she knows well enough not to try that. But she's like trying to feed it with like a little spoon and it's just not... It's not eating. And it's making this weird, awful noise <laughs> that goes right through you. Mm-hmm. It's like every two seconds, it's like... Yeah, it's like just crying. I Like, it's, yeah, incessantly crying. It's just... It won't stop. And she is basically trapped in this, like, little apartment with it. Right. And and Henry comes home, um, doesn't really acknowledge her or the kid, nope. and just kind of flops down on his bed so that he can watch his radiator he's infatuated with. <laughs> yes. And And meanwhile, like, she's just... She cannot get this fucking kid to eat. Nope. It actually, the sound, like, she actually ends up leaving. Yeah. Because she's just like, I can't anymore with this, you know, the sound is just, yeah, like can't they're, sleep. Yeah, they're laying in bed that. at night and the thing will not shut up. And she's... Just pieces out. <laughs> and, and, yeah, she, and, I mean, she she does try, but she snaps. And she's, like, yeah. she's, like, you're yelling at the kid, like, shut up. I, I say kid. It's not a kid. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, It's, like, a weird, it's a weird alien-looking thing. Um, mm, she ends up super she, fun. She ends up like just snapping and telling Henry, like, you know, I'm just like, I, I gotta go. Like, I, I needed full night's sleep. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a dick about it. He's like, well, you can just stay there. And it's like, dude, you try being cooped up in this fucking shithole apartment with this fucking weird thing <laughs> on the table that won't shut up and won't eat. And it looks like a goat. <laughs> like, you know, like, 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 what, like what the fuck dude and and i don't we don't see mary again do we that's basically it i think she just goes home for good and just like kind of abandons that thing mm-hmm. with him yeah no you got it um however he does attempt to care for this he does child. try to he does try to take care of it um it's like struggling to breathe. He notices it, it starts developing. Like he thinks it's temperature. Yeah, you know. Which I'm like, how do you know where to put the thermometer on that? It's goddamn? got a mouth. It, ugh. 
It's, it's... <laughs> Anyways, he figures it out and then, like, notices, like, these sores. Yeah, the thing's getting, like, sores all uh, over its it. body. And, and then <laughs> Spencer's just like, oh, so you are sick. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> or something to that extent. So he puts, like, a humidifier near it to help it breathe because yep. it's clearly struggling to breathe. It's yeah. got these sores all over it. And at this point, I was like, you know, you could... I'm going to get so much hate for this. You could drop that thing in a well and no one would be the wiser. Wow. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) You could just like throw that fucking thing like into a well and no one's going to know. Just be like, what baby? Oh, Ashley. Oh, the hate's going to come in. So (laughs) we're going to get so many emails about that. I mean, it's not a human. And I don't don't condone animal abuse, but it's not an animal. It's not an animal either. It's a fucking, imagine being David Lynch's therapist. I don't think David Lynch needs a therapist. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he needs a therapist. And he needs a goddamn good one. <laughs> Get him in contact with mine. Um, <laughs> God. So, I don't know. I feel like your therapist is probably not very good, considering. Considering my rage. <laughs> Legit. My anger issues. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... So, the thing is sick, and he, he's trying to take care he's of it. He's doing the best he can. Um... You know, what was the fucking thing in the mailbox? Like, he comes home one day, and there's something in a mailbox, in his mailbox, and I don't know, somebody had, like, put something in his mailbox, and he, like, keeps it with him. It looks like a hook, almost. I, I like, I, I have know. no idea, dude. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I, I don't even think it has anything to do with the story, but, like, all this weird shit's happening while he's got this weird fucking baby thing. <laughs> Doesn't even have a crib for it, it's just, like, on a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, point. it's, like, on the dresser, just, like, hanging just, out. Just, like, hanging out on the dresser. Um... The baby's not really getting much better. No. Um, and in between listening to this thing cry and coming and going from his apartment, which every time he tries to leave, the baby, like, throws a shit fit. Right. Like, as since he's, like, now the sole caretaker, every time he goes to open the door, the thing, like, starts screaming. Um, he develops, I mean, he already had this weird fascination with his radiator, but we learned that like, he's seeing something in his radiator. Like, he... Yeah, he's having, let's say, visions. Visions. To put it politely. Um, so, we're back to the man in the planet. Mm-hmm. Shortly. Doing something. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. This, this is goddamn torture to get through. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rough. Um, however, now we see the lady in the radiator. So, there's a man in the planet. And then there's a lady in the radiator. And Henry has oh, this... Oh, Miss Lady Radiator. <laughs> Henry Henry has this fascination with the lady in the radiator who, uh, he, when he looks at his radiator, it's almost like it looks like a... Like a, a stage. Like kinda. an opera house, kind yeah. of. And, and she's singing to him and dancing. And she's got, like, weird fucking things on the side of her face. It looks like like uh, like boils or, or something, like calloused skin. It's... I asked Andy what he thought that was, and he says he thinks... He has obviously has no idea. It's a manifestation of his guilt. <laughs> you beat me to that joke, Ashley, with the crap. <laughs> Anyways. No, he said he thinks, obviously he has no clue, but he thinks it's steam. What? Radiator, steam. But why is it like on her face like that? Because she's supposed to be steam. I don't know, Ashley. Shut up. <laughs> Direct this anger towards David Lynch. This is his fucking monstrosity. Um, Anyways, so yeah, she's like kind of dancing around, but you see like things falling from the ceiling? Yeah. That looked like... His baby. His baby, yeah. Yeah. And she just starts 
stepping on them. Yeah, like stomping them. Stomping on them, yeah. And at this point, I was a thousand percent on board with defunding every arts program in the country. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's put, you know what? Let's take that money away from the arts program. Let's give it to the police. Like, they need it. <laughs> This this movie has completely turned me around. I'm completely in the other direction now. <laughs> wow. That is something special. All right. Um, so at one point... So, okay. So now we're away from that whole monstrosity. <laughs> so now, you know, again, Harry Spencer's coming and going. And he has this encounter with the beautiful girl across the hallway. Who's very mysterious. Very mysterious. She's so mysterious. Um... I mean, I don't don't they like make out or something? Well, she like she does something. Like they they're talking in the hallway and yeah. and she's like kind of coming on him a little yes. bit. Yeah. Um and then and then like I think like later on like either that night or the next night or she like straight up like comes into his apartment. She yeah. she like comes in. Yeah, they have a sexual encounter. Yeah, she's like, "Where's your <laughs> wife?" and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, she left. <laughs> um and they and they do. They have a they have a sexual encounter. And what I thought was so funny was the baby's like cr- like making noise and he just like reaches over and like puts his hand over the baby's mouth to like shut it up <laughs> so he, so he can shoot his shot with this woman. Yeah. And so they have a sexual encounter, and while the sexual encounter is happening, like she sees the fucking baby mm-hmm. and she's just like she doesn't say anything, but you can just tell. She's like, the fuck is that? Like, what is that? <laughs> and and then they, like, they sink into the bed. The bed becomes, like, a pool of water, and they sink into it. And it's so artsy. It's so artistic. Um, I did want to know, though, if she wanted to bang him because of his Patrick Mahomes haircut or if she thought he was, like, a genuinely interesting person. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes wasn't even born yet when this came out. <laughs> or if he's um, a genuine person. I don't know. He's covering the mouth of this child. Um. So the... Like the next day, the the woman is gone, yeah, and he is back with the baby, um, <laughs> and he, I, I don't even like it's just such a blur of just nonsense. But like, I think he goes to leave, and like again, the baby's like screaming or whatever, yeah. And like he hears he hears noises out in the hall, and what I thought was funny was, um. When he goes to, like, I think he assumes it's the woman across the hall either coming home or getting ready to leave, and he wants to go talk to her. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, another voice, so it sounds like she might be with another person. And, like, the baby's, like, straight up cackling whenever he goes to, like, check it out. Like, he hears he hears the voices or whatever. He goes to the door, and you just hear the baby, like, <laughs> like laughing, yep, which yep. I thought was, which is, like, the only funny thing in this movie that had me cracking up, was just, yeah. like, the fucking baby, like, cackling, like, a little, like, a little demon. Um, and he, at one point, like, he, he hears, he hears the, the noise out in the hallway. Um, this is in between him being, like, transfixed on this singing woman in the radiator. In the radiator. In the radiator. <laughs> And the moss growing around his apartment. I am fucking, like, this is absolutely horrific. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is, like, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. He, Wow. He, and, I, and I've seen some pretty shitty movies. But at one point, he, like, opens the door because he hears, like, actual people in the hallway. And it is the woman that lives across the hall that he literally just had a sexual encounter with. But she's with another guy. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, she is. and they're like dry humping in the hallway. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he doesn't say anything. He just like looks at them, 
and he's watching them and the guy that she's with is all grins and she's looking at him but when she looks at him his head is like the baby like all she can see is the baby which in fairness if i saw that fucking thing and like i had to look at the person that was like responsible for the thing i'd probably only see the baby too I'd be like, oh, like, you're a nice guy, but, like, you got this thing going on. Mm. Um, and she just goes into her apartment with the guy, and he is just, like... Very devastated. Very defeated. Very sad. Um, there's a whole scene where... And I, I don't know, like, where this comes in. I think it's after he sees this, and he kind of snaps a little bit. But, like, at one point, like, he's looking at the the radiator he sees the woman in the radiator he's all of a sudden <laughs> there with the woman in the radiator she's like singing to him mm-hmm. it's like a hallucination and his like head falls off yeah it his, does his head falls off and it's replaced by the baby's the head. baby's head yep. that weird goat looking thing mm-hmm. um his head falls into the street mm-hmm and is keep going ashley it, it's <laughs> oh man this is just fucking uh, well a boy finds his head. A boy. And is totally unfazed by the fact that he just found a human head. Yeah. Like, he thinks it's great. He brings it to a pencil factory. Yeah. Um, to be turned into erasers. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They, this is so bizarre. Like, so, again, I've seen this movie. This is the second time. Um, and the whole premise of it is just like, the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, what what does it all mean like i don't know i don't get it i don't want to get it <laughs> i just i wanted it over so this is like a whole like dream sequence kind of well the whole movie's basically a dream sequence but, right you know there's a whole vision of his head falling and then it's turning into erasers thus eraser head um, yeah, his his head gets so, turned into pencil erasers. Yeah, so that goes away, right? <laughs> and let's not forget about the lady in the radiator singing, in heaven, everything is fine. Which, again, we're thinking, is she telling him to kill the child? We don't know. Or himself. Or both. <laughs> um, can, can I volunteer myself as tribute and just kill myself? <laughs> right, like, well, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> this movie ruined my life. Um, so anyway, so after that happens, so now we're back to regular Spencer, Harry Spencer. And he was gonna, and, you know, he was gonna seek out, or, you know, search out for the woman across the hall. But, you know, she's with this other dude. And yeah. uh, do you see the scar on his face? The guy? Yeah. Or? No. Really? No, I missed it. It was that. like this huge scar. Um, again, we're thinking, is it a steam burn? Because <laughs> there's radiators, I don't know. Um, so anyways, yeah, so at that point, Spencer, Harry Spencer returns to his room. Very upset. And at this point, now he takes scissors and removes the, the clothing that was around the child. Yeah, well, that was the thing. is like this baby has been swaddled in the same bandages for, like, a few days. Let's give it a week, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, you should probably change those because, you know, like, bandages can, like, if you don't change them too often. You get septic. Yeah, you get really sick. <laughs> yeah. So he starts cutting the bandages, and the baby is, like, visibly in pain when he does this. Um, but he just keeps doing it mm-hmm. and come to find out like those bandages were holding that baby together. <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Now you can see all of its internal organs and they all start spilling out. Yeah. 
Um, fun, fun stuff. So Nightmare the, fuel is, so the, is Yeah, the baby, the baby goat-looking thingy is, like, <laughs> gasping. It can't breathe. It's dying because, like, now it's, like, totally exposed. And Henry just starts, like, stabbing at it with, yeah, with like, so the scissors. Yeah, with the scissors, yeah. Um, and then it starts, like, foaming. It looks like... Yeah, like, like where'd all the cottage cheese come from? Yeah, it, like, the, <laughs> the baby, like, the internal organs that he stabs... And like he like he backs away because like it's just it it's gross and like that was your weird demon kid like I don't know if you had any like actual affection for it but okay so he like backs I doubt it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he like he like backs away like horrified and mm-hmm. while this is happening like the baby starts like foaming up it looks yes. like um. Oh my god, what's the stuff that you use to like insulate a room? Like the the foam. Oh, I don't know. Like the foam that like spreads. Yeah, it like expands. yeah, it expands super quick. It's like that. It's yeah. like uh I, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called either. Um but the baby starts doing that. Right. And, and now the lights are starting to yeah, flicker on and off. Yeah, like the lights are going on and off, like there's sparks coming out of the electrical sockets. Um Henry is just kind of like cowering in the corner mm. and then like the baby's head gets huge oh my god massive proportion massive proportion and it's like flick the lights are flickering and you can see this child's head just huge like coming at him like a t-rex yeah it's (laughs) wild um Um, that doesn't last too long but now we're back into the planet somewhere yeah I don't know. The guy's like pushing levers and the man in the planet is still pushing levers and um is that is that it? No. So Spencer appears amidst some it's billowing so cloud of eraser eraser shavings, right? Uh the side of the planet bursts apart, you know, it blows up essentially. Um, struggling with his levers, which are now emitting sparks. So I don't have any idea what the planet and the sparks and the levers do. Um, but at that point we are um Again, zipped over to Spencer and the lady in the radiator. Um, and they have a warm embrace, and then the screen goes white, and then that's it. And then I got up, made my gin drink. <laughs> made my gin drink. Sat down, really thought, really thought about what I had just witnessed, and got really mad. Um, Let's just say it makes me want to have a child even less. But that's a razor head, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, it's so bizarre. It's so um, fucking weird. Um, so, I mean, like, I know how my family dinners are, but are your family dinners like that, Ashley? If you ever bring home a boyfriend and all this stuff happens, is that normal for you? For the chickens to still be, like, moving on the plate? And, like, the mother being weird and... I mean, my mom's always weird, but... <laughs> we dumped on your mom enough. <laughs> My but mom, I mean, mom like, was your mom trying to make out with your boyfriends? Um, not that I've seen, but who's to say she didn't try doing that? Um, <laughs> right? Um, no, my family dinners have always been relatively normal. Um, Good. Maybe uncomfortable at times, like when somebody made like a joke that didn't didn't go over well. Didn't go over well, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing like that. What about you, Steph? <laughs> no, mine are pretty, pretty uh, laid back and calm. Yeah, do you see like a woman singing in your radiators at all, or no? Do you? No. I mean, I don't have radiators. I do, but I also live in an old building. Um, yeah, my old apartment had radiators. What did you have? Was there even a fucking body count in this? I don't. 
Would you consider the baby? No. Then no, there's no body then, count here. Then we got we got a zero body count. This is the first time we've ever had a zero body yeah. count. Yeah, weird, right? Um, and this is actually the first time in baking to the B movies history that I'm giving it a zero star rating too. <laughs> wow, zero stars. So let me just tell you about this movie, Ashley. This movie is trash. <laughs> okay, so I'm not, I am not a fan of David Lynch. I've seen a few of his things. I've never understood them. They're weird. I understand like the art behind it to an extent but you're being very gracious right now (laughs) well so first of all this movie came out in 1977 right um written directed produced edited and uh created the score and sound design all by david lynch right he's like a one-man shop um it was his first first feature-length film obviously he had some short films prior to that um this however this movie like is like the original like low-budget flick it spent tons of years, like I don't know exactly how many, but a lot of years um, in prints in like photography because of the funding. They couldn't get the funding for it. Shocking. Um, <laughs> shut up, Ashley. So, <laughs> so that so so there were he was getting donations from Jack Fisk, who was in the movie. Yep. Um, fun fact, um, and his wife. Sissy Spacek. Who was Sissy I Spacek? Saw, I saw her name right? in the credits, and I was like, wait yeah. a minute. What the? I was like, Sissy Spacek, what did That's you That's Carrie. Have, why, yeah. why are you involved in this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also Jack Nance's wife, who, Catherine Coulson, who was a crew member who worked on the show, uh, yeah. movie. Um, so they were able to keep it afloat, but it was in, you know, development, production hell for, like, years upon years upon yeah. years. Um, it didn't do too well when it was released, Shocking. obviously. <laughs> However... Um, they started doing a, uh, like a midnight movie, like, you know, the midnight movie stuff, but that's where it gained its popularity. So it's like a cult classic, basically. Oh, definitely. Um, not for its artistic merit, but because it's fucking, <laughs> it's just one of those things that like, hey, I might drink a whole bunch and watch this in the theater. That'll be fun. Well, listen to this though. Oh God. So, <laughs> so yes, it is a hundred percent a cult film. You know, it's got positive reviews for things like that. In 2004, form, 2004. It was selected by the Library of Con- uh, Congress for preservation. It's in the Library of Congress, Ashley. Um, Did- in the film registry for being cultural, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. How? I don't know. How? What, what, um, what else is in the, the biggest, Library of Congress? Uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like... <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Um, uh, the sound design was a big thing with this one. Like, it's literally supposed to put you into, like, a dream state. Almost. And and that is doable. Like, sound can do that to a person. He really wanted the audience to feel like they were in a dream. Which, I mean, let's be honest. Your head falls off, shatters into a million pieces. Yeah, it's a dream. Um, <laughs> the budget was 100000 What? How much is that in, like, fucking 1977 money? Um, not much. Really? Wait, or maybe maybe I'm getting it backwards. Probably backwards. I don't know. I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't figure it out. But conversion. Yeah, I, I didn't figure out the conversion. But, um, yeah, it was probably a lot, actually, back then. I mean, not compared to what movies I made for now. I was going to say, it doesn't have, like, the fucking Marvel DC budget. <laughs> Legit. So. Uh, but it grossed $7 million. Um, when it came out, the reception for it was poor. But we also think that um, it was, like, all the bitching I do about, like, critics and the movies I like to watch. I'm like, they're looking at it as face value. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this is awful. Um, just to name a few things, obviously I, didn't, I don't have any names here per se because I didn't want to get a cramp. 
Um, but it was called Inwatchable, Merkily Pretentious, a gross out for cultists, just, you know, a couple of keywords there. However, now, today, um, the reception's really positive. It's like at a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, a universal acclaim, more radical and enjoyable than his later Hollywood efforts, because he's got a whole lot of stuff going on. A remarkable feat, praise for its sound. Like, open metaphor type stuff. It's crazy. So, just a little bit... Again, I'm talking about this, and I am not a David Lynch fan. Mm -hmm. I am not. Andy loves David Lynch. Yeah. I don't understand why, but he does, and we're not going to harp on him for that. (laughs) But let's just talk about his other works. Twin Peaks. Dune. Although he wasn't... He he actually... That movie, he he took his name off of. He didn't want any part of it anymore, because... That was the last, he's like, he vowed to never work with a studio, like do a studio movie again. Oh. Like, unless he has full creative control, he won't do it. So that, that was Dune. But there's uh, Inland Empire, Blue Velvet, The Elephant Man. That's um, the one he did with the monkey. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into that in a minute. I have that, I have that written down here too. Um, but Mulholland Drive, which is revered as one of the best movies of the 21st century. Um, like, I, I mean, I don't mind art films. But it's like I this. Do. This. I mean, Requiem for a Dream was an art film. Yeah. Like he was. He's compared on and off, kind of to Aronofsky a little bit. Um, you can't really compare him to anybody, but you know, he's supposedly a genius. If you're not familiar with David Lynch, there's a 17 minute short on Netflix called um, "What Did Jack Do?" and it's literally 17 minutes of him interviewing a monkey. It's. <laughs> Like, he is such a weirdo. I did watch that, and I thought it was fun, but... We watched it the other night, actually. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, it was super funny. Um, and the, the song, I don't... Uh, anyways, but yeah. Do you want, like, 17 minutes of David Lynch and see what we're talking about? Go to Netflix, find What Would Jack Do, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and, like, and the thing... Like, this movie, too, when I was watching it with the sound and, like, the unsettling sort of like it's supposed to be like eerie and it's right. supposed to make it, you feel it unsettled. Gave me, it gave me clockwork orange vibes with some of it like some yeah. of the use of sound and exactly. some of the use of just like like I think a perfect comparison would be the scene where um where Henry is uh sitting at the table with the dad after the mother and the daughter excuse themselves and the mother and the daughter are clearly like upset Mm-hmm. Um, and the father is just staring at Henry with like a big smile on his face while just like, it's super fucking noisy in that apartment. And you got this chicken, like, like, uh, writhing on your plate. That was really unsettling. And it gave me the same vibes as the scene where, um, Alex is after he has been sort of, uh, he doesn't realize he's been found out, but he's been found out by the writer who earlier in the movie, he had raped the guy's wife and, yeah. and paralyzed this man. And he ends up back in the same house and doesn't realize that the guy recognizes him. And he's sitting there like eating, eating his spaghetti. And the guy just keeps pouring him wine. And Alex is starting to realize like, I think, I think he's poisoning me. And it just grows in like the sense of like, you know, him being, it's That's very, exactly, it's very exactly. unsettling. And then all of a sudden That's he like exactly. face plants into the food. Like it gave yeah. me that vibe where the guy's just like, watching him, like staring at him while he's like, eating. That's what like, uh, Clockwork Orange, that was Kubrick. Yes. Yes. Um, that's what these directors do. They try to evoke like emotions into their audience. I feel like Kubrick, like, Kubrick is the only one who's ever really done really. it, done it. I mean, not if you, if time, you gave but... me like, if you, you know, gave me a little bit of time to think about it, I think I could 
come up with something other than Kubrick. But I, I just, I mean, like between David Lynch and, and Stanley Kubrick, I'll I'll take Kubrick every time. Just well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like in terms of just like unsettling scenes, and and I think that that was something that was prevalent in like seventies movies. Cause Clockwork Orange was seventy one, I think seventy or seventy one. Yeah, and this is seventy seven, yeah. and like that whole like kind of the weird sur- the surrealist horror yeah, type of thing. Yeah, and I was it becoming a thing and i can appreciate that because like there were parallels to and a clockwork orange is one of my favorite right it's one of my favorite but you're totally against this one this is that much more bizarre than clockwork orange i think clockwork orange had a fluid story to it i think that it was so did this one this made absolutely no fucking sense uh okay so this okay so this is an open metaphor right (laughs) So, what? so you can basically take whatever you feel like he's trying to do out of this movie um, if you want to break it down to the nitty gritty, it's the existential dread of becoming a father. Think about it. So what does, okay. <laughs> like All right. We're having this All right. argument. No, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's a healthy debate because I, I want to, I want to ask specifically then. Okay. So, all right. Clock, and it's like comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Clockwork orange, apples and oranges. Um. Dork. It's, <laughs> Like a Clockwork Orange had like a, a a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's a it it all came full circle at the end, and it was great. It was great how everything just came full circle, and you're like, oh, he's right back to where he fucking started. Like, okay, I get it. This, okay, so it's about the the dread of becoming a father. Okay, what the fuck did the lady in the radiator have to do with anything? What the fuck did the dude in the planet pulling levers have to do with anything? Like, that's it. There was so much like extra bullshit that I was like just keep it about like just keep it about you fucking knocked up this chick she gave birth to a weird fucking goat thing and now you have to take care of it and you're trying to navigate that enough of this other weird fucking artsy shit that has nothing to do with anything that doesn't make any goddamn sense it probably sense. has something to do with something we just don't know what the hell it is somebody explain it anyone who's listening to this so <laughs> so this is funny too though because you can so David Lynch is like the most pretentious, unpretentious director there is. So, because he will never explain any of his movies, right? So you, so they're like interviews with him where the interviewer, if you will, um, will say like, hey, so why did you use, obviously this is not an example of a razor head because that was black and white, but say like Twin Peaks or something. Yeah. Or Mulholland Drive. Why did you use this, like why did you use the color red in this scene for blah, 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 whatever. Or can you explain to us why he did that? And David Lynch in his nasally weird voice would just re- respond, now. And that's it. That is it. That's your interview. Um, and that's when you stop, day, funding, stop funding this guy's projects. Because that's so obnoxious. <laughs> to this day, nobody knows how he... So there's speculation on the child, right? Okay. Not necessarily, like, what it was, but how it was made. Like... To my knowledge, he made that, but nobody knows how or, or like, it, I did come across something where it did move on its own. So maybe animatronic, maybe puppet, we don't know. Nobody has who has worked on the movie, and even which will never say what it was. It's super weird and just odd, and I guess it's not that odd because, you know, why would he do that? Like, leave it a mystery. But he'll never explain what he is meaning by anything. It's because I don't think even he knows. <laughs> I think here's I here's like he does. here's my theory. Here's my theory. David Lynch did a bunch of drugs and made this 
and then went, oh, fuck, people are going to have questions. When they ask me questions about why I did this, I'm just going to be like, you figure it out. And I'm going to I'm going to seem super deep and fucking super artsy. And in reality, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. That's what I don't I think. know. Have you seen What Would Jack Do? <laughs> I mean, he seems like an okay guy. I, I... I mean, he was the bartender in the Cleveland show. I just don't oh, know. Like, this I is a... Like, he's a right? How funny is that? And he was, like, himself. That's so funny. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, he's such a weird guy. Um, but I just... I'm, I, I don't think... Like... It's okay to be weird, but I don't think that you should automatically be labeled as some kind of, like, fucking genius for being weird. Like, the the guy at the bus stop who's talking to himself and, like, you know, fucking harassing people for money, like... Sure, he's weird. Doesn't mean he's a genius. Like, he should be... <laughs> he's some sort of idiot savant. Like, are we, are we gonna let him make a fucking movie? Like, If on. he's got the bucks, why not? <laughs> I just... I don't... I don't get it. I don't want to get it. And, and anyone who wants to try and explain this, by all means, There's feel free. no explaining it, though. Like, there's so many theories of, like, what this means and what that means. And, like, you have to basically take your own interpretation out of it. That's my I, okay. So you you raise a valid point in that it could be about the the fear of becoming a father for the first time. Yeah. I get it. I just like there's all these other moving parts to it that I'm just like okay, what, like but what does this? What does this like? If if there was any kind of like okay, this could symbolize this or like this is a metaphor for this. Like yeah, okay, sure. But like the guy in the planet, the fuck is that? The lady in the radiator, the fuck is that? Like this is like you know like what what what. Like, the fucking writhing chicken on the plate. What is that? Like, the fucking, like, the, fucking the, the mom trying to make out with them. The fuck is that? Like, what is, like, what is happening? Like, I don't have an answer. I just, I can't, I can't explain the intricacies of it. But you liked Twin Peaks, though, didn't Did you watch Twin Peaks? I, I watched Twin Peaks. I'm not a super, like, So I've only seen, like... One, maybe two episodes of Twin Peaks. But I, I did watch the movie Firewalk with me. Okay. Again, I'm just like, I oh, it's, yeah. it's, inter- I mean, it's interesting. But again, Twin Peaks actually kind of has a story. And, it does. And it also has that Kyle, whatever his name Kyle is. Kyle McCullough. And, I, and I love him. Yeah, and, I like and I'll I'm watch a big any, fan of him. I love too, him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, Twin Peaks has a story. It's not a very good story, but it's a story. How is that not a good story? I just, I don't, I, it's like, it's because he has to throw in all the weird shit. And... I get it, like, it's, it's, it's like an Easter egg, like, you're like, oh, you're looking for all this weird shit in all the David Lynch things, but, like, this, this was just so unwatchable to me. I just, I, <laughs> like, I stand, zero stars. I, what would you give it for a star rating? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, like, I feel like I want to give it, like, four, but I'm not going to, because, again, I have no idea I will means quit either. this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to give it three. It's in the Library of Congress, Ashley. You know what? I think fucking Grease is in the Library of Congress too. And well, actually, Grease Grease is a great movie. I'm gonna hold on. You know what? You keep talking. I'm gonna look up movies that are in the Library of Congress. Okay. Right now. Right now. All right. All right. Do you? I mean, I don't really have much more to say. I mean, it's a very strange movie. It's very odd. But I mean, it was his first. Um. Things have changed. He made he's made many other films at this point, and they're all very popular and yeah. very famous. Yeah. Um. You know, he discovered Naomi Watts. Like she's in Mahone Drive. Um. 
I don't know. I, I, I can't explain why he's obsessed with the radiator. Maybe maybe it's a world for him to disappear into that his child is not in. Iron Man is in the library of Congress. <laughs> Which one? Which one? The first one. Okay. The first one's in the Library of Congress. Um Oh my god, wow, there's a lot. Uh you can stop. <laughs> you made your point with Iron Man. <laughs> a Clockwork Orange is in the Library of Congress, though. That I would understand. Um, oh, my God. Like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that movie. Uh, Clerks is in the Library <laughs> of Congress. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you made your point. I made my Clearly, point. <laughs> that is not anything that it's a, it's is very, really that worthwhile It's a very now. low bar. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but I feel like Marvel, that was Iron Man, right? Is Marvel? Yes can just buy their way into the library of Congress. <laughs> Although Clerks, I don't know about that. Yeah, Clerks is not necessary. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, bad. It's not Library of Congress worthy. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've got a zero body count. You give it three stars. I give it zero, which is the first time I'm, I'm, I think I've ever done that. I mean, I've sat through some fucking garbage, but at least there was a story. And this is just not... It's very Lynchian. Yeah. Which is also in the Oxford Dictionary, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Is clerks in the Oxford? Is something related to clerks? Well, I feel like the word clerk probably is because that actually is a is thing. Is a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, Kevin, is Kevin Smith in the... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, it, all right. So, I mean, I, that's how we're closing out the season, huh? <laughs> right. That's all I got. I've, like... I've, I've tried to defend this movie as best I can, and I'm not even a fan of it. I'm like, I'm doing my best here. And, you know, there was a there was a time in the early 2000s that I was very into, like, independent, like, artsy-type films. I loved that shit in yeah. the early 2000s. Um, I kind of got away from it <laughs> for a while because at this point, I'm like, I, my brain is fried from the last 20 years. <laughs> you know, I don't really want to watch these movies anymore. Well, <clears throat> I, I but, get I mean, that, Because, yeah. I, I mean, we, we've known each other for... Over 20 years. 20 years. And, yeah. I mean, I was the same way. I like I like art movies. I like independent movies. I've yeah, been... like, I would go to the Bijou. Remember the Bijou? Yeah. Down in Worcester? I would go there, like, a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love I love a good I love a good art house movie. But yeah. it, ne- it needs to have... I don't want to sit through some, like, experimental, pretentious bullshit. Like, tell a story and tell it well. If you want to have metaphors, have metaphors. But there needs to be a story at the baseline of it. And I feel like there was no story here. It was all, the only story that I can pull from it is that his girlfriend had a weird fucking alien baby and, (laughs) and then abandoned him with it. That was like the, that is the story. But like, there's all these other moving parts that I'm like, I don't want to try. You mean like moving levers? Yeah. Yeah. There's all these other like fucking parts of it that don't make, any sense and don't drive the story forward it's just weird for the sake of being weird which i hate i hate that shit don't be weird for the sake of being weird. i don't feel like he was being weird for the sake of being weird i just i don't know it's the fucking the the woman in the radiator with the two callous things on her face and like the fucking steam steam steam. (laughs) fuck does that mean um so so yeah maybe maybe next season we can have andy up here to defend himself you know you know defend himself you know i did ask him i'm like so the only person who's really qualified to talk about this is you if you want to you know come in and talk a little bit about Razorhead. and he said no he's like i don't want to be mansplaining Razorhead to people and i'm like i don't consider it 
trust me, as soon as someone mansplays something to me, I call it out, like, immediately. But I, I told him, like, I don't think it's, I don't consider it mansplaining when I'm literally asking you, what the hell do you think that means? Yeah. Like, like what, what is this? Like, yeah, like, you don't have to explain anything because, again, open for interpretation, you know? Yeah. And you're not saying that, like, my opinion's wrong, and I'm not saying your opinion's wrong. Like, it's totally cool. Um, and if anybody listening to this wants to offer their own interpretations, if you guys have thoughts... And tell Ashley that she's insane. Well, I'm, I feel like more people are going to agree with me. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, not not the Lynchians. I feel, I feel like... <laughs> not the cult that is the Lynchians. I feel like many people are going to be like, oh my god, Ashley, what are you talking about? It's genius. And then like, <laughs> and then like they're going to get me pulled like, aside. They're going to be like, I don't fucking understand any part of it. Like, right, it doesn't make right, any fucking right, sense. Right. Um, like, the pure genius. I have no idea what's going on. I have no on. idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> um, so, so this was this was our season finale, our season three finale. And honestly, I think it's a good I think it's a good note to close it out on because we're think we're so? just we're just sitting here like the fuck did we just watch? Like, mm, what is this? Like, how are we going to talk about this? How, yeah, well, that was like I thing. can't explain the plot because we we take notes during movies to like for talking points and yeah. then. I, I literally sat down, held up my notebook, and was like, look at the fucking whopping three notes I took on this because I was just staring at my screen like, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's that's our season three finale. That was Eraserhead. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a fun season. Yes. Do you have any, do you have any like highlights that maybe you want to, you want to talk about? We've done 10 movies this season. Um, I feel like... I feel like it's the season of rape. Like, all of our movies had some kind of rape scene in them at some point. Um, Generally, yeah. I think... Um, I, I, my, what, you know, one of my favorite parts was ragging on your mom. <laughs> I can tell you right now that wasn't one of her favorite parts. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley's mom. <laughs> no, she loves you. Um, I think one of my favorite movies that we covered was The Bunny Man Massacre. Yeah, That was so that was fun. fucking fun. And Leprechaun. Leprechaun was great. Even but, though it was touchy. Uh, yeah, it was a little, <laughs> a little touchy here and there. I can't but... talk about these kind of things. Uh, Mosquito, which was our very oh, first movie yes. of the season. That one was, was fun. So, so good. Fun. It was so, that so good. That movie was great. Um, yeah, I, I, like, and Real Evil, I think, was really fun, too. Cause it was... Really? Because I remember you being like, this movie was freaking terrible it was, it was terrible but that was when you had done that butterboard, the butterboard yeah. and, and it was absolutely worth suffering through that goddamn movie for <laughs> it was worth every every bite of that yeah um but yeah it's it's been a really good season and for anyone i mean i feel like this season we had like some some really humdingers yeah like well i i just like we would sit down to record and i was like hey like there was that rape scene in this and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And then like the next time we'd record, I was like, man, that rape scene. You're like, yeah. And then like, and it was like a different rape scene. Yeah. Every time you mentioned and it. then like the third one time we sat down, I was like, wow, that rape scene was so hard to watch. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many rape scenes. So many. Oh uh, my God. So I think, I think we have to, I, we already kind of have an outline of the movies that we're thinking of doing for season four. And I don't think any of them include a rape scene. So hopefully next season we will redeem ourselves. Are you gonna, gonna I, I am. Gonna like, let me double check. Yeah, double check to make um, sure because I feel like we need like a warning before the episode starts before we get into. It. Yeah, I I think you're right. I would be very happy if you were right. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. We there's a, there's actually a couple movies I haven't I haven't seen before, so I can't say for certain. But I think I think we chose very carefully. <laughs> Yeah, we did take that into effect <laughs> here. Um, <coughs> well, if my shit would load. 
I'm pr- I mean, I there's I've seen most of these already. Yeah. Except for like two, I think. We'll find out. <laughs> yes, I've seen all of these already. And I think we are clean. We're good. I think okay. we're going to be redeeming ourselves. But so, I don't know about those two that I didn't see yet. So we are, at the time that we're recording this, we are going to be in June. Um, so I think we're taking, I think we're taking July. We're going to take July off to do our summer activities and uh, go to camp or whatever the hell we're going to do <laughs> during, during the summer. Um, but we'll be back. We'll be back uh, in the final final weeks of summer, I think. To... Yeah, probably. Um, summer's very, I mean, obviously for you too, but you know, summer's a very busy time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, hopefully, we're not. It's not too long. Yeah. I'd like to get back in maybe like August, September. Yeah. Shoot see for where we're going. Yeah. yeah. You you can find out when we're coming back by following us on social media yes. at Baking to the B Movies on Instagram, Baking to B Movies on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap this one well, up though. We haven't though, talked about the, the, the Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was going to get into it. So <laughs> you you made a recipe today and it was funny cuz when the scene was happening I was like, "Oh, that's why we're having <laughs> This thing that you yeah. made. I was like, oh, that explains it. That's why she wanted, she, you were you were all gung-ho about doing the recipe for this one. You're like, I got it. I got it. And I didn't know why. I didn't know why. And you told me what you were making. And I was like, how does that tie into, and then I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, oh, that, oh that's why. Okay. Mm, so yeah. Steph, do you want to, do you want to tell everybody what you made for us today? Yes. Yeah, so in honor of those tiny little writhing birds that Harry Spencer was cutting into in Gushing Blood, I am making tiny little birds. Well, parts of tiny little birds. I say parts. Breasts. They're just breasts. <laughs> so, 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 you know, like, you know, like a year, maybe two years, maybe last year. I can't remember entirely. Maybe last year. I stopped raising quail. I used to raise quail. Yes. I don't raise them anymore because they're little... I mean, they only grow so big, but the amount of food they ate was absolutely insane. Like, so it's it like not cost effective. It's not to cost have, effective in any way. Quail. I mean, they're super cute, and they lay more lively than chickens during the summer. I was going to say, you used like, to hook we, me up with like all the eggs. Yeah, like I would get like four dozen eggs like a day. Like I could not get rid of them or eat them fast <laughs> enough. I did pickle a lot of them though, yeah. and that was really good. But anyways, but it wasn't worth the amount of money we were spending on feet. So um, we still had some quail left in my freezer. So, so what I did today is I took some quail breasts, so just, you know, small little bites, not a whole bird. I was going to say, they're very <laughs> tiny. <laughs> they're small. Um, wrapped them in bacon, and we're going to bake them. So, I, so um, I merit, and, you know, if you want to try this, obviously, this is quail. You can do it with anything else, you know. Um, definitely marinate it. Yes. So, so quail is, like, dark, dark meat. Um, I marinated it in a sweet chili sauce. Um, which is super easy to make, um, for like, I don't know, like all day, eight hours maybe. Yeah. I marinated it. Um, and then all you do is you wrap bacon around it, like, like scallops, yep. you know, like bacon wrapped scallops, um, stick a toothpick through that bitch, throw it in the <laughs> oven for, you know, however long, however long, you know, it takes to cook 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Um, cause again, they're very small. They're. Not very small, but, you know, they're small. They're, like, uh, a good appetizer. I made this... I've made... I've been making this recipe for a little while. Um, the first time I made it, Sean was over. Okay. Because we... I think we were discussing this before, earlier. But, um... And I wanted to try to make it, because, you know, super easy, this and that. And they were absolutely delicious. And I marinated it in a different type of 
like uh, rice vinegar or seasoned vinegar type of thing that Andy got from one of his co-workers. Yeah. Delicious. So then, so like maybe, I don't know, a few months later, I'm going over to my mom's house, right? And she's like, hey, Steph, what do you, like, can you bring a nap? I'm like, sure can. <laughs> and she, so then like, you know, a few weeks later, she's like, oh, what are you bringing? And I tell her. And my mom is super like, mm, you know, doesn't want to eat my farm-raised animals. Thinks everything's going to taste strong. Um, that's her word for gamey. <laughs> so when she refers <laughs> to things as gamey, it's strong. Like she's too afraid it's going to be too strong, which is gamey. So I'm like, nah, I'm not relax, you know, live a little. She's like, okay, super like hesitant about it. Marinated it in the in the vinegar or whatever. Wrapped in bacon, cooked it, brought it over. Gone in like a matter of minutes. Yeah. Delicious Quail's stuff. delicious. It's... It is so good. High in iron, high in protein, great. Um, but anyways, that's the same thing I did today. I obviously, I marinated it in something else, like the sweet chili sauce, opposed to like the other stuff that I had, because I didn't have any more of that, and I don't know what the hell. His coworkers <laughs> do to make that. It's very good, but um. So and that's yeah, that's it. Three fifty in the oven, and it's just a perfect little bite size morsel of deliciousness. I'm so very excited. I feel like this is a really good. And is it is it going to start like writhing when we cut into it on the plate? I don't think so. Okay, good. Because that was you know, that was gross. I was preparing it, and I think I think, think we're, we're okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a whole bird, so. Well, I'm I'm very excited to try it. Uh, the recipe is going to be over on our Instagram. Um, the full the full recipe. We'll get that up, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll review it when we come back for season four. We'll have to we'll have to revisit it, and I'll let you know what I thought. I have a feeling it's going to be it's very very gonna good. It's going to be very good. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to get into that. Steph, do you have do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap things up and we go eat these birds? I think you should watch more David Lynch films. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Um, and I'm just going to go. But he is no more pretentious than Kubrick. Kubrick is the worst. He literally almost killed Shelley Duvall. I mean, yes. No, Kubrick, so, Kubrick was a prick. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that because I like his movies that he's a good guy. There's a, yeah. lot, of, there's a lot of people out there who are terrible people, but their work is But their work is, their sus- work is substantial. wonderful. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think you should watch more David Lynch films. Well, if you want to give me some recommendations off air, I will consider checking them out. But I'm not going to commit to anything because this <laughs> this left such a bad taste in my mouth, um, which is really saying something because I'm I'm the person that's like, let's watch Blair Witch Book of Shadows. Literally, like, that's what I'm saying. That's the <laughs> point I'm trying to make, Ashley. My bloody Valentine. Like, 3D. let's watch the crappiest of the crappy movies, or the let's say, and those aren't even low budget. I mean, they are, but they're not like. Like, Eraserhead is literally the definition of low-budget movies. Let, let's sit in freaking development or production or whatever, post-production, whatever, for years because you don't have the funding. You know what? He never should have gotten the funding. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Sissy Spacek, what were you thinking? What well, were you she, thinking? Well, she, 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 was, she, she was married to Jack Nance. I'm just saying. Like, Sissy Spacek, you had your Carrie money. What were yeah. you thinking? Yeah, when did Carrie come out? Oh, I don't know, but I, I, I thought think that it was 78. Like, I thought it was after this one. Sissy Spacek, you were about to get that Carrie money. What were you thinking? <laughs> Carrie, that was good. That was, that was good a good check. We should do a review. Not of the original Carrie, but like any of the Oh, you were have... like, not the original. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, because the original, like how, 
how the point of the, I always assume the point of this podcast was to kind of dive into the bad movies. True. Carrie's a a masterpiece. It Carrie is. Carrie is. is one of the best movies ever made, yeah. but it also spawned a couple of unnecessary sequels. And those And we love the sequels. We do. Don't we? Those are fair game. So yep. we can we can absolutely go to town on those. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. we're going to we're going to be back a little and, bit later you know, on. Season four will have many sequels. I was gonna say, you know, so. we're gonna be back. You know, we're gonna take a little break because we just we need it. Yeah, um, legit. And we're gonna be back in a few weeks, couple of months, whatever you want to call it, with a brand new season, all new movies, all new recipes. Um, and again, just like and subscribe. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we'll jump on that TikTok trend when it stops being cool with the youngins. <laughs> And then we can safely make content without having to worry about a bunch of teenagers screaming at us. Right? <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, Steph, as always, it has been an absolute pleasure to be here as with always. you today. Um, I'm excited to go have some of this quail, take some pictures of it, get that up on the social when this goes up. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and for all the support since we started doing this. I can't believe we're at the end of another season. Mm, right? It's nuts. How does time fly? We're old. That's why blink and a year goes by. Um, so yeah, anything else stuff or? No, I think I'm good. I think this was a solid season. It was. I don't know. I feel like I liked the last season better than this one, but that's just my own opinion. We did have a really strong season too. We, we came, <laughs> we, we came in hot. We came we in so hot, but you know what? We got some good movies lined up so far for, and some really good recipes lined up. Yes. Um, for the next one. We haven't we haven't solidified anything yet, but we've been tossing around some ideas and I think I think it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. As long as listen, between you and I, and I don't know how long he's gonna listen to this episode. I know he I know he does the sound and, and He but, listens to the whole thing, Ash. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> He does he listens to it when he mows the lawn. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna say this super quick. Um, I love your husband, Andy. You're a wonderful producer. You're not allowed to pick the fucking movies anymore. <laughs> you're, you're done. You've been, you've been 86. You're cut off. <laughs> you're done. Uh, um, so you will stand by David Lynch till the day he followed that man to hell and back. You know what? You know what? You know what? What? I think it's time we find a new producer. <laughs> All right, you find us a new producer. Anybody who wants to be a producer, send your resume to gmail.com. All right, guys, we're going to head on out of here. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. This has been Baking for the Blues. Enjoy your summer. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, guys.